Welcome to Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. Today we're going to talk about something unique, problematic, and wonderful for most trans people, and cis people too, if we're being honest. And they are so very, very gendered. Clothes. <laughs> Costly wardrobe, do you mean? Yes. Hi, I'm Tilly Bridges, your host, and I'm joined by my writing partner, my best friend, my wife, our token cis representation, the buttons on the coat of my life, Susan Bridges. <laughs> you keep me warm and thought it I'd be all cold and sad. You're always cold. Well, yes. Constantly. Okay. This isn't about me. I can't even open a window. Okay. Okay. Our returning guest is Ezekiel Strange. He's an illustrator, graphic designer, and lover of all things spooky and weird. He has contributed artwork to tabletop games, tarot decks, and comics. He believes in celebrating communication, kindness, and unapologetic authenticity. Welcome back, Ezekiel. Hello, and thank you for having me back. Of course. Now, I have to ask you this time, because we didn't get to discuss it last time, although you mentioned it in passing, I wanted to ask you about the wizards, because I love them, and I love that you call them the wizards. Yes. The lights of my life, the fuzzy lights of my life. Yeah, so those, they are my three chinchillas. They are named Merlin, Houdini, and Copperfield. Yes! <laughs> and that is why I call them the wizards, because they are named after wizards. I also had a fourth, but he has sadly passed. That was oh. Radagast. Yeah, wizards is also short for poop wizards, because chinchillas, as I found out... <laughs> The first day I came back from from work to to them, they poop a lot. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, it is astounding. They are just tiny little poop machines. They're they're like you know, dry tiny pellets. So it's not like it's it's not okay. horrifying or anything. But it is shocking, the uh, <laughs> the sheer amount. Yeah, we. We run into that sometimes even just with our cat, Dirtbag Henry, and I'm like, how can you make so much? You don't eat that much. It doesn't make sense. I swear he yeah. produces more than he eats. It's not It's not right. Yeah, yeah. It's impressive. With chinchillas, I think they eat a ton of hay and whatever, so it, it makes sense. There's a lot of fiber there, but okay, yeah. if, if their digestive system stops digesting, I guess, at any point, it goes into, I think it's called... It's called oh. stasis or something like that, and it's really bad for them. Oh, so, so they're uh, just always pooping. Yeah, constantly. Wow. I've learned things pooping about chinchilla. chinchillas today. Yes, that's that's something you won't see on the Instagram accounts is all the poops. <laughs> no, but there are lots of pictures of them, which I appreciate because they are so adorable. So. Oh God, yes, they're they're very very sweet and very very fuzzy, and they make my life so much better. Mine too, just seeing the photos. So 
I love them, and I'm oh, glad that good. you share them with the world. I'm so glad that sharing them can can bring some kind of happiness to other people. <laughs> pet pictures are the greatest thing that the internet has ever given us. Yes. Seeing to see everyone's yes. pets, it's so good. Yes, definitely the the prime function of the internet. If yeah, <laughs> yeah. Podcasts maybe number two, but chinchillas and cats and dogs pictures first. Yeah, really good. Rabbits yeah. too. Yeah. Birds, they're all good. Okay. All right, so moving off of pets, for you, what has been the most surprising thing about your transition? So for me specifically about, because I'm on testosterone, obviously, has been like, yeah. oh my God, the amount of hair. <laughs> I, before a transition, I had very little hair. You could not tell that I had arm hair. Now you can tell. Yeah. You can yeah. really tell. And I guess as a corollary to that, like the amount of protein I need now and how warm I get. I used to always be amazed at how like, you know, when I was a teenager, teen boys could like go around in Canadian winter without a coat on and be fine. And I was like, how are you surviving? Well, now I know. (laughs) You know, that's really funny because my whole life, even long before transition, I've always been really, really cold. And when I got my first lab results checking my testosterone, they said that it was really low for uh, cis men. (laughs) And so I was just like, huh, that's weird. And then (laughs) then now on HRT for trans women, that makes you even colder because it suppresses testosterone. So I'm just like a popsicle all the time. So yeah, yeah, that used to be me. Yeah, I think. Oh, and the other really weird thing is that my... The, the tastes that I like, the flavors that I like have changed. Really? Yeah. I feel like I've become like this caricature of a teenage boy. Like I, <laughs> I used to not really care about pizza and I didn't really like sweet things. I was more into, you know, savory, yeah, whatever. And now it's just, if I can eat pizza almost every meal and the rest of the time it could be candy. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And that's just, that's just since HRT. It's wild. That's amazing. I have always been that I could eat pizza every meal and I still am. So that did not change for me. <laughs> but These are benefits fair. of transitioning. I am not heard before. Right? We need to get this information out there. That's right. To the public. <laughs> that's right. Trans men who have not transitioned, you may want pizza all the time. Think how great that would be. You know, yeah, it's possibilities. Yeah. You don't know what could happen. Things that trans men and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have in common. that's right what's one piece of advice that you would give to people who are just beginning their transitions yeah so we we touched on this a bit in the episode about the erasure of trans men yeah but just that you know if you're if you're looking at starting hrt and you're scared because it's a big step yeah you know i know i was scared and it was a big step but it's it's not an all or nothing thing. It's and it's not it's not an immediate on off switch. There's a lot of time that you have to decide if the effects are right for you and if continuing with transition is, is something that you want to do in that way. I you know, I started on a very low dose of testosterone and didn't really notice any physical changes like I had a, a lot of mental health changes but I, yeah. I didn't notice physical changes for a couple months so and, and that's that's a 
you know, I, I, I feel like if hormone therapy is right for you, you will know really fast. Yeah. And the other advice I think I would give is that like, it's not an on off switch, unfortunately. So be patient with yourself. There is a lot of change to go through and it's going to feel excruciatingly slow, but you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also important to remind people who maybe are just starting HRT or, or thinking about it that there's no one right way to do it. You can take different doses. You can take a, a hormone suppressant only, or you can add a hormone only, or you can do both. Or you can, there's all kinds of different ways to explore hormone replacement therapy. And no one way is the only way or the right way. It's about finding what's right for you. So even though it, yeah, like like you said, it is scary when you start realize that the changes are slow and they take time and you can adjust it at any point as you go so i think that's really good yeah Yeah, exactly i've i've known people who have you know had a low dose of testosterone and decided okay i've i've had as many physical changes as i want and then they've just stopped taking testosterone and it's been fine and you know some of them have started have decided to restart later on and that's perfectly fine too yep it's all about what is best for you and your body and how you feel on the inside yeah and you don't have to decide all that ahead of time it can change as you go yeah i started i started thinking that i was you know gonna have enough testosterone to maybe change my voice a little and then as soon as i got on testosterone i was like no we're going whole hog on this (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Before we dive in, uh, do you want to remind people again where they can find you online if they would like to check out your art and your chinchillas after listening to this episode? Yeah. So you can see the wizards and various brain dumps and silly posts on my Twitter at OhHeyMonsterBoy. And I am also the author and illustrator of a webcomic that is currently on hold because I'm working on our project together, but will be going again in the future. And you can see that at www.noxhillcomic.com. That's N-O-X-H-I-L-L comic.com. Excellent. And I love that you said, see the wizards, because I think that is the greatest. I would put that as like a billboard, see the wizards, and then your handle underneath it. It's so good. That's perfect, like an old tiny county fair. Yes, exactly. But they're chinchillas and like like hand painted, you know, on a <laughs> Oh my okay. god, yes, with like that that like fancy circus type. I'm actually gonna write yes. this down because I wanna do this. Magic has happened here on Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. Yes. What a moment. You're an inspiration. Oh well thank you. I try. Okay, so let's dive into this week's topic. Every person, trans or otherwise, has a unique relationship with clothing. I've had a really weird relationship with clothes for reasons that probably already make sense to you just from knowing that I'm trans. I always found them a bit odd outside of practical uses, like shoes protect your feet and socks protect your feet from getting blisters inside the shoes. Sure, great. Layers and coats keep you warm in the cold. Yes, all of that makes sense. And they can protect you from getting too much sun or a sunburn. They can keep stuff in the spot you want it kept in, and plus pockets. Pockets are great. And all of that has a definite logic to it. But beyond that, I just never got it. Why do we even wear clothes? Because we decided it was uncivilized to walk around naked, I suppose? But that's, I don't know, not a great reason. It just baffled me. 
I always had favorite shirts or pants or whatever like anyone, but that was almost exclusively based around comfort. I never understood using clothes as a means of self-expression or appreciated them for their artistic value. So fashion always mystified me. Why would anyone care about it? It just didn't make sense. And that's weird because I always appreciated every other form of artistic expression that I came across. And I think the reason for that relates to some of what I talked about in the Trans Tuesday on makeup and hair dye and costumes and Halloween, because it all comes back to appearance. And you can find that, as always, at TillysTransTuesdays.com. So, Ezekiel, what's your relationship to clothing been like? Was it as weird for you as it was for me? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> you know, even like existing in a world that is as aesthetically emphasized as the world of women, I, you know, I knew that there were things that you were supposed to do, like wear outfits and wear makeup and stuff. But I, I could never get it ever. Yeah. I, I did not. The, the whole like ladies be shopping for shoes thing why I, <laughs> I had no I, no concept of right. why that could be why you would care yeah made no sense yeah and it's it's funny because once I started transitioning I got extremely vain <laughs> I think we all go through that we there's like a phase <laughs> where you're like wait a minute now I get it this stuff makes sense and I want to yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That phase is the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still in it. Yeah, Susan's giving yeah. me looks. Okay. Yeah. Every yeah. single closet is full to the point that if you open the door, it's just going to pop out. Listen, we have lifetimes of the wrong clothing to make up for. I know, but yet that does not expand the space available, which I keep booking space out. Yes. Yeah. Well... I suppose because I felt like I was wearing a cisgender straight boy costume every second of my life, I didn't really put any thought into or care about what went on top of that costume, except for one thing. I have always, always hated dressing up. I hated it. The thought of it actively repulsed me. My parents told me this just meant I preferred to dress more casual, but surprise, that wasn't it. And of course, casual dress is not appropriate in all situations. It's suits that I hate, colored shirts, ties, because our society codes those as intrinsically male, and I've never felt like or actually been a man. And of course, ladies and non-binary folks can wear suits and look amazing in them. I've never actually worn a suit because you just could not get me into one. I've worn a tux exactly four times in my life, my senior prom, once to surprise Susan because she always wanted to see me in one back when we were dating, then again in our wedding, and in the one wedding that I was best banned for, which is not fun to say. Honored to do it, not fun to say what the title was. But thinking about those situations where I was going to be required to dress up, what if it would have been socially acceptable for me to wear a dress and I didn't feel scared out of my mind to do so? Well, my heart would have taken flight, left my body, flitted up to the clouds where I'd find a nice home for sale and would have immediately moved right in. I have no problem with occasions requiring nicer clothing now that I know it doesn't mean I don't have to wear a suit. Part of my distaste for guy clothes stems from how horridly bland I found most of them. For years and years, I was so frustrated at how difficult it was to find anything that wasn't black, gray, or blue, or sometimes brown if you were a very lucky boy. 
Bo Brummel was the bane of my existence. He's the reason so much of men's fashion sucks. Dark drab colors, suits, ties, bleh. Screw that guy. He was, by all accounts, also an unrepentant dick. So don't feel too bad for him. Uh, there's a very good article about him and how he basically tanked men's fashion forever from Esquire that you can find in the show notes. So what's been your experience with men's clothing? Do you like it? Are you frustrated by it? Uh, go Coming at it from your perspective, what's that that been like? Oh, God. See, I, I agree with you. Men's fashion is overall terrible. <laughs> there is there is such a huge variety of stuff available for women even yeah you know, obviously you have your basic like shirt pants whatever but there's different styles yes and men don't get that with men it's like you have a t-shirt a long sleeve t-shirt <laughs> a button-up t-shirt a button-up long sleeve yeah and maybe a vest if, if you want to if you want to wear a vest and that's tragic <laughs> I wound up going more on the on the goth side of, of fashion after I transitioned. So the the lack of color has kind of worked out for me. Okay. But but even so I'm I'm finding that like if I want t shirts that are cool, it's pretty much up to me to design them and get them printed. <laughs> yeah, it's rough out there. Like I had thought that might be the case, like because the opposite, you know, transitioning as a trans woman, suddenly my clothing options exploded. Like it's exponentially greater. There's so much, it's almost overwhelming. And I, I, I felt like it might be like super kind of restrictive going the other way. Here you are, finally, you're going to get to wear men's clothes and you have like three options. And that that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's gotten a lot better in recent years. Yeah. And... There's there's kind of a trend right now in like the, the sort of British European F boy kind of look that has really <laughs> expanded options okay. like there are button up shirts with bows on them. My God. Uh, but yeah, I, I yes, the comfort of the clothes has definitely improved. Yeah. And the, my ability to carry things in my pockets and have oh, pockets has yeah. improved. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about pockets in a minute. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, it, overall, yeah. On the other hand, it's easier to uh, just get by. I, I remember going out to meet a couple friends at a park, and I was feeling terribly depressed that day. So I just wore, like, gym shorts and a T-shirt and was like, I am horribly underdressed but i cannot bring myself to care i got to the park and realized every other guy was wearing the same yeah thing. i was gonna say that's not underdressed that's just dressed yeah <laughs> yeah okay but listen what the hell even is a tie okay it's this random useless bit of fabric you wrap around your neck why nothing confused me like goddamn ties okay sure you want some color in your suit but why not wear a different color suit then my dudes there are so many colors in this world, and I love them. I love when they're bright and vibrant, and society tells us, no, those colors are not for cisgender men who want to be taken seriously. And I think that's bullshit. You can see the Trans Tuesday on Unexpected Bonuses for more on how important color actually is to me and how transitioning freed me up to like what I always liked but was told I wasn't allowed to, because our society even genders colors. 
Yeah, it's true. It's like there's these unwritten rules of where yeah. color is allowed to be. And wine color it can be. If you're male or yeah. female, like there's yeah. just this line. Yeah. yeah. And there's this like particular, you know, if if you, let's say as a man, decide to wear a pale pink shirt, you have to make up for that pale pink shirt by being like an unrepentant jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Which because is why somebody I think, might think you're effeminate or gay and heaven forbid. Exactly. Heaven forbid that you might actually be both those things like I am. Right. But I think that that's why the, the British and European F-boy brands are so good because their attitudes are so terrible. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, actually. So what I discovered was that the reason I hated suits and ties and dark colors is because they're not me. And that does come down to my self-expression. If they're you, that's great. We should all express ourselves through our clothes however we want. My rejection of those things, however, wasn't because I'm transgender or a woman. Because again, I think ladies in suits can look amazing. But it's because society codes those as male, and that's the absolute last thing I want to be. But it's also about how I feel. I don't feel right in a tux. I own a lot of skirts and dresses and... Oh, let me tell you the polar opposite feeling that I get when I wear them. This is undeniably gender euphoria, which can be a key part of discovering how trans or cis you really are. And yes, that's right, cis people can experience gender euphoria too. See the Trans Tuesday all about it and learn some stuff. I'm still trying to figure out what my style is. It's definitely girly, but it's also kind of sporty at times, which probably tracks based on what I said in the discussion on the false dichotomy, which you can also find as episode 11 of this show and at TillysTransTuesdays.com. And there's going to be an upcoming Trans Tuesday all about trying to figure out what my style is now that I'm maybe honing in on it some. The first women's clothes I ever owned were for running, which I mentioned in the Trans Tuesday on Body Hacking, also episode 9 of this show. The first non-running women's clothes I bought were underwear because obviously nobody would see them when I was out running errands or whatever. And I'm not going to get too TMI here, don't worry. The last thing I want to do is put an image of me in underwear into your head. But you say that. It's too late. Uh, that. Yeah. Well, you know. Ruined it. Uh, or did I? Maybe I made it better. No. Okay. Okay, but listen. The first ladies' underwear I bought had donuts on them. And pizza and robots and hearts and cherries and a DeLorean and Baby Yoda. Grogu, but he's still Baby Yoda to me. Because you don't just jump into weird, sexy lingerie or whatever. Being trans is not remotely the same as cross-dressing or drag or anything else. And those things are fine, I'm not casting aspersions, but they're not the same as being transgender. Though trans folks, including me, can also certainly wear underwear of the sexy variety if we want to, and I just put that image in your head now too, so I guess I'm sorry, but maybe also you're welcome. You're the worst. Or the, best. the best. Thank you. Thank you. Do you remember the first piece of guy clothing you owned? Or have you been able to figure out your own style? What's what's that been like? So I remember back in the day before I had any inkling that I was trans. Yeah. I had lost a lot of weight and was very skinny and was, I just had a, a haircut that was kind of like a, a boy's shag just because it had grown out from where it was. Uh-huh. And people would like kind of be unable to tell what gender I was and that got me like that like, that got me very happy for some reason that I yeah, couldn't for some re- articulate it's a mystery. <laughs> mystery 
and I, I used to be like, well, I wonder how many people I could fool if I cross-dressed. Ha, ha, ha. You know, wouldn't I be pulling one over on people? Yep. Yep. And then years later, my partner let me try on his cargos. And I remember walking around my room and being like, well, what would this, like, how do I walk like a guy? I want to fool people. <laughs> yep. And then looking in the mirror and having this very strange and slightly scary sensation that I, I couldn't put words to. But now yeah. I know now that you know. that was the beginning of yeah. gender euphoria. In terms of my style now, I would say I'm 90% of the way there. I I would like a little more color in my wardrobe. Like I said, I kind of veered towards goth so it's mostly like blacks and grays sure. and a little bit of yellow but yeah it's mostly mostly figured out i'd like to be a little more adventurous with it it's just a challenge with with guys clothes it is let me ask you this did you did your where you ended up sort of settling with your style and what you like and feel good in did that change from what you thought it was going to be ahead of time because i had that where i thought like before I transitioned, I, I was weirdly saving links to all these women's clothes I found in my bookmark. Why would I do that? I don't know. Maybe I would show them to Susan and under the pretense of that she would look good to them. I did that shit all the time. I'm so sorry. But I had why I dumped all the bows you ever bought me onto you after you transitioned. It all worked out for me. Yeah. But listen, I a lot of that stuff I ended up not actually wanting once I did transition. I'm like, no, I don't I don't want to wear that. It's not how I want to look. So I don't know if that definitely complicated things for me. Yeah, so for me, I I went into this very like, I'm going to try and look like a professional woman before, before I transitioned. And it, it was a lot of, at the time I was going through kind of like a uh, sort of hippie thing, like a hippie boho moment. And none of that, none of that lasted through my transition, like none of that aesthetic at all. I, I was always saving images of butch lesbians in goth gear and was like well they just look cool but i can't pull it off <laughs> yeah so. well i still can't usually stand anything remotely baggy which is a shame because again looser clothing can look amazing on all kinds of people but for so so long i wore baggy everything because it hid my body i didn't want the world to see it and i didn't want to see it myself because it made me feel awful for reasons i didn't understand except unfortunately for my jeans which well into my early 20s were far too tight because I didn't know how to find the right size. Thankfully, Susan helped me fix that because, yikes. Yeah, the look on your face. You remember those days. Okay, I remember those days. <clears throat> anyway, the baggiest thing I have now is one sweater, and I love it because it was the first non-running piece of outer women's clothing I ever bought. Because although it has a big neckline, it's otherwise kind of gender neutral, especially here in, in California. It looks kind of like surfer beachwear. And I could wear it without, in my mind, giving away my true self. So I love it for that reason, but it was still a struggle to wear for a long time. Because anything even remotely loose or baggy is associated in my head with hiding myself and the awful dysphoric feelings that came with it. Which is not to say that now all my clothes are skin tight, but they're definitely more form-fitting. I hope that would lessen over time, and to my surprise, it actually has... You can see the Trans Tuesday on Photos 2, The Selfie Apocalypse, a.k.a. the new gender euphoria dysphoria, and you can watch it happen in real time. 
For basically my entire life pre-transition, I was super uncomfortable with tank tops and never wore them. Having my arms exposed somehow felt more feminine, which terrified me. I got more comfortable with them the more I came to accept that I was transgender, though. No, I don't think that's inherently a feminine thing. No, but I well, I think there are more women's tops that show off shoulders and more of the neckline and things like that than than guy tops don't generally do that All right. as often. Yeah. Which is a little tragic, if you ask me. It is. And you know, it, it's weird and it's bonkers and anyone can or should wear tank tops or things like that if they want to, but everything gets so mixed up in your head, or it did in mine anyway, when trying to decode all of this that it took me forever to figure out. And so now trying to determine what my style is and what I prefer is difficult for a whole number of reasons because, spoiler alert, women's clothes vary in sizing so much that the sizes are almost useless. You guy clothes wearing folks seriously don't know how good you have it. What was the change in sizing for dude clothes a big surprise? Because honestly, the consistency of it is the only thing I miss about guy clothes. Sizes made so much more sense. You know what? I still don't believe that it'll be consistent. <laughs> I spent <laughs> so much of my life being like, all right, I'm a 28 at this store and a 12 at that store. Right. That uh, That's still what I expect. So yeah. I, I still haven't internalized the consistent sizing. Yeah, that's like one one good thing. You lose all of the, the variety of styles, but the sizes at least make sense. Well, clothes are so messed up. That's why there's a whole Trans Tuesday on them. Here we are. Okay. But yeah, I can't just say I'm a medium and be done with it because everything has chest and bust and waist and hip sizes, and then everything varies by manufacturer and store. And on top of that, high. Hello, I'm over six feet tall. Did you know not many cisgender ladies are this tall? So when women's clothes that actually fit me, they're, they're really hard to find. I found some now. This isn't a call for a flood of links or anything, but I thank you for your thoughtfulness. But even still, when I find things that I like and that fit me, they don't always fit right. My jeans are all baggy in the butt because I have no butt. It's as flat as a sheet of drywall back there. I may yet get more butt from hormone replacement therapy, but if so, it's not remotely begun to start yet. Anytime it would like to would be good with me. Throw in some damned hips while you're at it. <sighs> anyway. You you can have mine. <laughs> that is I have be the great opposite. if we could get a, a swap system going between trans women oh and trans God, men. Please. That would right? be so like mutual aid. That is the definition of it. Yeah, <laughs> I I pants shopping is horrible because I have very wide hips for a guy and yeah my my jeans shopping experience has told me that uh most guys just are not shaped like me yeah it's like you could put a two by four on the side of most cis men's bodies from like the chest to the legs and it would just fit because it's just straight up and down and I have tiny 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 little hips now but that's there it's more than before but it's still like not enough to actually show like in high-waisted pants or anything like that. Okay, so let's talk about pockets. Pockets, pockets, pockets. In dude jeans, I carried my wallet and my keys in my left front pocket. My right held my iPhone and there was still room. I could fit my entire hand in either of them up to the wrist. But the pockets on my women's jeans can hold half of my wallet or half of my phone. I mean, I knew before having women's jeans of my own that the pocket situation was horrid, but I didn't realize how bad. So 
Ezekiel, you went to mostly consistent sizing and having a plethora of giant pockets. And that's got to be really amazing, right? You even mentioned the pockets before. Yeah, yeah. The pocket situation is truly a blessing. It's unbelievable. They're like bottomless. It's... Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. I can put so much in there. And it's, <laughs> you know, the, the major problem that I have is if I overload my pockets, my pants fall out. <laughs> but it's it's not an issue of oh if i try to put my credit card in my pocket it's still going to be half out right yeah and, and so why don't women's clothes have real pockets it's for all kinds of sexist reasons that are actually sexist reasons the quote-unquote slimmer silhouette is one reason which is all part of upholding the sexist patriarchal ideal of how a woman should look but another is because it really puts women at a disadvantage. And yes, many women carry purses. And this is why, but think about that for a second. My wallet, keys, and phone are going from being in a pocket held next to my body that there's no way anyone could get to without my noticing to an external bag that anyone could just grab and run away with. It instantly puts women at a disadvantage. It also means it takes us longer to get anything we need, including perhaps items for self-defense, like phones to call for help or pepper spray or whatever else. There's weapons. A... Weapons, yes. There's That's a... why they did the hat pin thing. We should go back to that. Yes. There's a great well, article about it. Yeah. There's a great article about it from Vox that explains how the entire thing was rooted in misogyny and controlling women linked in the show notes. Here's a choice quote from it. Women's pockets were private spaces they carried into the public with increasing freedom. And during a revolutionary time, this freedom was very, very frightening. The less women could carry, the less freedom they had. Take away pockets, happily hidden under garments, and you limit women's ability to navigate public spaces, to carry seditious or merely amorous writing, or to travel unaccompanied. So, fellas, the next time you make fun of ladies for not having pockets, or asking you to hold their damn purse, maybe don't do that, and instead understand the horrid power play the lack of pockets is, and how that affects everything women do everywhere we go. Hell, even buttons are likely sexist and classist. Did you ever notice that buttons on women's clothes are on the opposite side as buttons on men's clothes? Learning how to button the opposite way it worked for my whole life has been really hard. Yeah, with so that many is magazine. a trick. Yeah, right? Well, I, I was going to ask you about that. Did it break your brain? Because it completely broke mine. Absolutely it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, still had, get, like... I still can't get it right. Yeah, no, fumble every time I'm putting on a shirt. Yeah. But it is it is actually easier <laughs> to button up my shirts this way than it was. Are you right-handed? I am right-handed. Yeah, that's why I am right-handed, and so now it's much more difficult. So that's, I think, sort of tied in with part of it, too. There's a great article from Smithsonian Magazine on why buttons are the way they are, which ranges from men drawing swords and not wanting to get caught on them to rich white women having chambermaids who were addressing them who were mostly as most people are right-handed and so the buttons switched sides so that they could button their clothes easier it's also linked in the show notes check it out it's absolutely wild and yeah i have a coat that has three whole buttons on it and it takes me like five minutes i can't do it it's oh it hurts well thank you for being here ezekiel to discuss the absolute nonsense that is clothing yeah, thank you for having me. Clothing is total nonsense. It is, need, but it can also need, be great, right? 
absolutely but we need more variety in men's clothes and more autonomy in women's clothes please yes oh you summed it up perfectly yes get on this designers all of which is to say fashion and clothes are a form of self-expression and that's great but don't buy into whatever you're supposed to wear because of your gender or body type or anything else just be you whoever that might be and wear whatever the heck you want except for neckties, which will forever be inherently bad and wrong and should all be destroyed immediately. Tilly Bridges, and transmission. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays is hosted by Tilly Bridges and Susan Bridges, with audio editing and sound mixing by Jillian Morgan. Special thanks to Daisy and Jane for the use of Sorry Not Sorry as our show's theme music. Please stop by and show your support at daisyandjane.bandcamp.com and soundcloud.com slash daisyandjane. You can find me at Tilly Bridges on Twitter and Hive, on Mastodon at tillybridges at mastodon.social, at facebook.com slash tillysbridges, and on Insta at heckyeahtillybridges. And you can find Susan on all of those at Susan L. Bridges. The Google Doc and social media versions of this week's topic and all past topics are available at TillysTransTuesdays.com. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Boy, I really don't like neckties, do I?